All right, welcome back, everybody, to the Stories of Freedom podcast. Um, Kayla's here again. Hey, guys. <laughs> so, um, yeah, excited to get going again today. Uh, things went uh, pretty well, I thought, and we got a lot of good feedback, So, or some good feedback. So, um, have another guest lined up uh, probably within the next couple of weeks once we have Justin on and, yeah. um, and stuff. So, But today I'm going to go ahead and share my testimony, um, which I'll get into here in a little bit. Um, did want to share some exciting things though. Um, I, we have background music now. I don't know if it's on this recording or not because <laughs> I haven't got to the editing yet, but we did get uh, some some m- uh, music made from us, uh, from Donnie, uh, that, awesome. that plays the guitar up there. So hopefully it's mixed in. If not, it will be soon. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's uh, Super Bowl Sunday today. Woo! <laughs> You're not a Super Bowl or do, a football fan. Do the sports fan. things. Do the football things. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, my, I go for the food. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my team's not there. so uh, uh, But I'm still going to watch the game. I like football. Yeah. So Justin's a Charger there. fan, so they're never there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully he doesn't listen to this one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'm a Niner fan, so yeah. you know, I've got, we've got work to do, too. Although we are getting um, the backup quarterback for the Patriots, so uh, maybe we'll have some better luck with him, seem to have better luck with him. But uh, anyway, I'm not going to bore you with that since you're not a football fan. Yeah, um, just waiting for baseball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, and I don't really watch much baseball, yeah. so there's, you know, sorry. <laughs> Man, thought we were friends, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your team in baseball? Giants. Oh, okay. And I'm not like a bandwagon fan. Like, I've been a yeah. fan my whole life, even when they sucked in the 90s. So, yeah. <laughs> like, not, like, I'm a legit Giants fan. See, that's when I was a Giants fan, was in the 90s. Yeah. Because I, I was on, you know, in baseball, mm-hmm. and I and that's who I watched was the Giants. Yeah. But I don't really follow it anymore. So. Yeah. But, yeah, I guess I'll uh, I'll go through Just my... dive right in. <laughs> might as well, right? <laughs> So as I was kind of going through my testimony and figuring out how I wanted to do this, there was there's there's a couple parts of it, and there was one that happened more recent that I really did want to share. But it just uh, there's a lot to it. I'm still trying to figure some of it out, and I just it, it was getting to be really long and complicated, and um, and I got thinking that maybe it would be a better idea anyway if I just shared more my background um, of my Christian faith and mm-hmm. how I got started. So. Um, I mean, I grew up in church uh, as far back as I can remember. I've been going to church. Um, I grew up in a nice Christian home, um, two loving parents. You know, I mean, they provided a really good life for me um, and a really good example. And they're getting ready to celebrate uh, 39 years of marriage wow. next month. So that's, <laughs> that's awesome. pretty cool. And, um, you know, nice neighborhood, all that stuff. I mean, it, it's it, it, I just had a really good childhood growing up and, and a lot of good influences in my life. Mm-hmm. And um, growing up in church... The church that I that I went to was a Southern Baptist church, so it was pretty conservative and traditional. Mm-hmm. Um, but it really helped me lay a good foundation for my faith. Um, and at that church, they had a baptismal that was on the back wall behind the the um, stage, and it was elevated. And because they had that, they did cer- they did baptisms regularly. Oh, cool! I think it was about once every quarter or so that they did baptisms, if I wow. can remember right. And they would just take everybody. They did altar call every mm-hmm. Sunday, and everybody that uh, had accepted Christ, you know, in that that time frame, they got baptized. And I always enjoyed that as a kid, watching mm-hmm. them get baptized. You know, people get really 
um, excited about the baptisms. I mean, they, they go in there with the pastor and he dunks them underwater and then they come up happy and the congregation <laughs> cheers. As a kid, I was just like, this is cool, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so um, I was always, I knew that someday I would get baptized. And then at some point, my sister got baptized and she's three years older than me. Um, I don't know how old she was or how old I was. I don't remember that. But I was pretty young and she got baptized. And um, I told my parents that I wanted to get baptized too because she was getting baptized. So they asked me why I wanted to get baptized and if I knew what it meant. And I just told them it looked like fun. (laughs) (laughs) I really had no idea what it meant, you know. And uh, and they said, well, wait till you can tell us what it means and Mm -hmm. and you know what decision you're making when you... When you uh, when you're getting baptized, so I said okay, and um, a few years later, um, I'm not sure exactly how much later. I just know that when I was nine years old, I was able to I understood the story. You know, I understood mm-hmm. um, the gospel. I knew that I was a sinner. I did things that weren't right, and every time I did that, that was sin, and uh, it separated me from God. Mm-hmm. Jesus came, died on the cross to take that penalty, and if I chose to follow Him and ask God to forgive me, then you know, I'd be saved. So, um, I told my parents that I knew what it meant and I was ready to, um, you know, make a decision to follow God the rest of my life. And, um, they said, okay. So on that Sunday, I went forward to the altar call, prayed the prayer and, um, and then got set up for the the baptism. And, um, I remember the date only because it was on Palm Sunday and I know I was nine years old. So it was (laughs) April 4th, 1993. And, um, I, I got baptized and, um, after that, I really did take my faith seriously. Um, even at a young age, um, I, I, or my, I guess I, I should, I should say I took that commitment seriously. Mm-hmm. I was very vocal about my faith, um, especially going into middle school. That's where I became the most vocal. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was wearing, you know, I did everything that I thought Christians were supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I wore the Christian t-shirts. I listened to Christian music. Um, you know, my friends were all getting into to punk rock and rock music <laughs> and grunge. And I'm listening to Christian rock music, yeah. you know, cause I'm like, I'm a Christian. That's what I got to do. Right. And I wore, like I said, the Christian shirts and, and, um, I even decided I want to be a pastor, you know, mm-hmm. and just, I'm like, this is what a Christian's supposed to do. Right. Right. Um, and I just follow those examples that, that, or follow that as, as my example. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, I, I was thinking about it too. And I remember back then there, um, there was that saying, uh, WWJD, what mm-hmm. would Jesus do? And I, pretty much lived by that but i think i changed it to i mean like mentally like (laughs) had it changed to wwcd or um you know something along those lines like what would a good christian do yeah and that's all that i everything i did in my life it was about that um i even had a friend of mine who i invited to church all the time and he didn't want to come and he always kind of picked on me for being a christian although later on he ended up becoming a christian which was pretty cool but uh he, he always picked on me and stuff for it. And um, for his birthday, um, I decided to get him a, I thought the right thing to do would be get him a, a New Testament pocket Bible, uh-huh. which, you know, he wasn't excited about right. at all. <laughs> He's but like, what I, is this? That's what I got to do, right? <laughs> so, um, yeah, just things like that. That was really how, how I was growing up. And actually, my sister, um, you know, I mentioned she's a couple years older than me. Mm-hmm. She's the smart one of the family. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, she noticed something. I was probably in about eighth grade at this time 
and she noticed uh so she would have probably been about a junior in high school and she noticed that she noticed this stuff she noticed that i was kind of going through the emotions and mm-hmm. i was kind of living out a christian life but uh she was kind of you know concerned i guess and she came up to me and she she was like i'm glad to see that you're very you know uh into um you know going to church and mm-hmm. being a christian but i just want to make sure that you're more you know you're being sincere about it because right. it almost at times seems like it's kind of a show right and i was young and i didn't understand i'm just thinking no i'm doing what a mm-hmm. christian should do um yeah yep sorry we just got distracted there <laughs> <laughs> um but anyway so you know and later on i realized she she figured it out i mean yeah. she saw it in me and she was trying to trying to help me and stuff mm-hmm. um so, but, but that's, that's that. As I got a little older, um, and going into high school, I, I toned down quite a bit. I wasn't as vocal. Um, it was the same people in high school that I went to middle school with. So, so right. they knew, and even the right. kids that kind of migrated into that school, they knew I, I, I made, I did make my faith known, mm-hmm. but I just, I, I didn't always wear the Christian shirts. I started listening to secular music also. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, and I wasn't as, as vocal about it. Um, but I still held that, that core belief. Mm-hmm. I got really plugged into my youth group and, um, went to all the youth, uh, events and all the, the, um, camps and all that stuff, mm-hmm. you know? And then as I graduated high school, um, I moved to Pennsylvania. I went out there for school and, um, at the year that I was out there, I, I did one semester and I actually, um, got into, started kind of pulling away from God when I was out there. Um, I had a great, like I said, I had a great life, a great childhood growing up. Um, it was pretty sheltered though. And I think when I got out there and I was 3000 miles away from home, um, and I had a little bit of freedom, it, uh, it kind of got the best of me. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I didn't get into a lot of trouble or anything like that. I mean, for the most part, um, I was living with my grandparents and stuff, but, uh, um, that was in 2001 is when I graduated and that's when the movie fast and furious came out mm-hmm. and I had a little Honda civic and, uh, oh, basically gosh. it became my world <laughs> and it, it, you know, um, all my money went to that stupid car <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I started, uh, it was a smaller town. So in that town, um, there was, there wasn't a whole lot to do and the car scene was really big at that time. Mm-hmm. So downtown they had probably about a, like, I'd say probably about a mile loop um, downtown and every night and not just Friday and Saturdays, even though they're the busiest, mm-hmm. uh, every night people would go down there and they would cruise. Aww. So I went down there and I started meeting a lot of people and stuff. Um, they were into that scene. I got into street racing. Um, I mean, as much as you can for mm-hmm. a car that, you know, a little Honda Civic, it's yeah. not really that fast, <laughs> but, um, I still was, I still was racing around town and, mm-hmm. you know, um, and just kind of, took that probably farther than I should have. Right. And um, I was going to church out there, and I did have friends that uh, were in the same car club as I was in that were going to that church, and we all just kind of went to that scene together. And um, I met a lot of people when I was cruising and, and hanging out with them that um, I probably shouldn't have spent as much time as I did with them because right. they really were not a great influence, and they mm-hmm. kind of pulled me away. So after being out there for a year, I was still planning on being out there longer. And I came out back to Sacramento just to visit for a week. Mm -hmm. And when I was out there, um, I went to the church uh, that I had started going to before I left. So the church that I grew up into, I actually grew up in, I left um, 
at the end of my junior year, going into my senior year, because there were some things that happened in that church, and some le- the pastor left, the youth pastor left, and I saw some really petty things happening, mm-hmm. and um, I found a church closer to, to my house that I started going to, um, and I got connected into that, that youth group, and then I moved to Pennsylvania, and then when I came back, I went back to that, that church that I'd mm-hmm. started going to before I left, a year before I left, and I realized how far away from God I had actually fallen. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was there and I just heard God talk to me and I realized I am not in the same place I was last year. Mm -hmm. I am, you know, doing things I should not be doing. I'm hanging out with people I shouldn't be hanging out with. I mean, not that we can't have friends that aren't Christians or that aren't necessarily good examples, but I was letting them influence me too much. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I just realized that my heart wasn't in the right place. So I decided I better move back home. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I came back home and uh, a month later I moved back, um, got really plugged into that church. Um, there was a youth pastor. They got a new youth pastor at that church when I was in Pennsylvania who, um, he was doing a good job leading the youth group. He had taken everybody that had graduated in 2001 with me and, and to um, and, and help them form a college group, so mm-hmm. they were uh, they now had a college group at that church, which they didn't have when I left. And uh, the college group really helped out with uh, high schoolers. Mm-hmm. And my wife now, Renee, um, she had started going to that church uh, the year that I had, uh, during that time that I that I left. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was part of a bunch of friends that graduated high school together that started going there. And um, and that's where we really started talking. And I, I met her like a year before that, about a year and a half before that. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's where we really started to get to know each other and, and, uh, and you know, things progressed. Right. And we started hanging out a lot. She was helping me get closer to God. She was kind of um, coming from more of a Catholic background, discovering mm-hmm. her faith, you know, now as a Christian. And we were kind of going through that together. We had a really good friend, um, a mutual friend that uh, we all kind of hung out together. And then... Everything was headed in the right direction, and then I'm just to make a long story short, the pat the youth pastor that that uh, kind of was heading all this up um, decided to he or he felt called to leave the church to go start a new one, which mm-hmm. was great. Um, but the way he went about it and the way he picked people to come with him, um, I I don't believe it was necessarily the right way to do it. Right. And he took a lot of people that were close and a lot of friends. He split them up mm-hmm. and he had them kind of keep things from each other. Oh, um, and it really affected, I mean, it hurt a lot of relationships. Um, and when we went to him and we confronted him about it politely, I mean, we mm-hmm. just sat down, we talked to him about it, told him how we felt everything was going. And, you know, um, never did we think any of it was intentional necessarily, right. but when we were trying to explain to him, you know, what our thoughts on it, he basically told us we were being selfish and just kind of made us feel like, like, you know, really low. Right. And, um, it really, um, I mean, I don't want to get into the whole story. There's, there's a lot to that, (laughs) but it was the first time after going to church that I had been burnt by somebody in the Mm -hmm. church and not just somebody but a a leader a a youth pastor that was going to go start a church and be a a pastor you know Mm -hmm. i mean like he was he was somebody that i looked up to um and i was trying to model my faith and my Mm -hmm. christianity after him and then that happens and then it kind of flashed um made me flash back to 
when I left the other church and I, after the pastor and the youth pastor left, um, and some other leaders stepped in and mm-hmm. started, you know, like I said, being kind of petty and that's another long story in itself. Right. Um, I didn't get burned specifically in that, but I just saw things that I wasn't, that I was kind of hypocritical. I yeah. mean, you hear that yeah. about the church, yeah, it right? Yeah, just didn't sit well and yeah. Yeah. So I was like, you know, I've really got to, I've got to really think about this for a minute because mm-hmm. I mean, I don't really like the way some of these leaders are doing things in the church. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I, I stopped going for about six months and, um, I believed in, I still believed in God. I still believe, you know, I still called myself a Christian, but I really had to reevaluate what it meant to be a Christian and what I thought of the church. Cause I really didn't have much faith in the church anymore mm-hmm. or the people in the church. And, um, I was angry, uh, with everything that had happened. So, um, and like I said, all those stereotypes of being hypocrites mm-hmm. and this and that was flashing through my head. So I started going back through my whole life and just thinking of all the things I had learned and all the conversations I had had with these leaders and just started second guessing everything, oh. figuring out if I wanted to be a part of it, if I wanted to go back to church. I, I felt like I did want to at some point go back to church, but I didn't know mm-hmm. how, where to go, where to right. begin, how I was going to address these mm-hmm. you know, issues and stuff. And, um, you know, Renee and I, we still talked uh, through it and we still, mm-hmm. you know, prayed together and stuff, but it was, it was a rough, you know, about six months. Wow. And then at some point, um, and then our, our friend too, um, you know, he was kind of stuck with us as well during that time. And eventually he kind of faded away. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, I, it kind of pushed him out. Yeah. Um, and so, um, eventually about six months later, um, I felt God tell me one day when I was when I was just kind of praying about it um, and trying to figure out what was going on that the reason why I was hurt so bad by it is because my faith was in the wrong place. Mm-hmm. You know, all these years I'd grown up going to church and I and I knew the stories, I knew the Bible, I knew you know all right. these things, and I knew what a Christian was supposed to do, mm-hmm. but I didn't really. My faith was in the church. It was in the pastor, the youth pastor. Mm-hmm. I mean, even my parents. I mean, just I basically took my faith and my um, identity as a Christian and tried to mold it around what I thought a Christian was supposed right. to be. And there wasn't a whole lot of actual, you know, communication with God and mm-hmm. a relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, I probably had more communication, more relationship with God in those six months when I wasn't going to church right. because I was. I had nowhere else to turn and no one else to look for. So even though I wrestled with my faith and struggled with it, it was probably the first time I actually really talked to God on the level Mm -hmm. that I did and listened to God. Mm -hmm. So I was like, all right, I guess I should probably, we should probably start going back to church. And, um, there was a church that the college group had been going to, um, that, uh, they, they, you know, at our, at our church, it was closer to home they went to a different church Sunday nights and were part of a larger, um, a larger like college group. Mm -hmm. So we didn't want to go back to that smaller church. Um, there was just too much going on there and I didn't want to, we didn't want to revisit. It just probably wouldn't have been very healthy for us. So we started going to the the other one, the college group, and Mm -hmm. we just went Sunday nights and that was it. And, uh, but that was a step in the right direction. Um, we started going to off and on, we'd go to life groups. They would start up and then they would be for a couple weeks or a couple Mm -hmm. months and then they'd fade out. And then, we wouldn't go for a little while and then we, you know, pick up another one that started. Right. And, um, when I went back, it was completely different. I mean, I was like, when I go back, I got to do this differently. I've got to mm-hmm. really discover what being a Christian is all about. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and it was weird. <laughs> just it was a different mindset. Right. So when I went in, I was the opposite. And instead of listening, just listening to the sermon, taking it all in and going, mm-hmm. okay, I'm going to apply this to my life. I'm going to go out there and share it with everybody. It was more of a, all right, I'm going to go in. I'm going to listen to what he has to say as if I've never been to church before and try to look at this at, you know, from the viewpoint of somebody that's in the world mm-hmm. and really try to figure out what this means for me and for myself right. and um and try to actually you know figure it out on my own rather than mm-hmm. just let the pastor tell me what it means mm-hmm. you know yeah and when i went in i was actually i was very skeptical um sometimes i may have been too skeptical <laughs> but um i was very just just cautious about it um and um it, it sounds it might sound like the wrong attitude in some ways um uh, but it, it it was it's what I needed, and it's it's what it's how I think God really just revealed Himself to me mm-hmm. in a way that I'd never seen Him before. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I went back and I just started uh, listening, I, I realized that there were some things that the pastor talked about that I didn't necessarily agree with. And mm-hmm. what I mean by that is I didn't necessarily um, I don't know <laughs> how this. Uh, it, it was more of I don't know I don't want to say I didn't agree with. I just didn't mm-hmm. I, I the um, the way that it was being taught or the way that it was being interpreted mm-hmm. or the way that he was saying, you know, that it should apply or whatever. I, I was kind of, you know, I, I, it wasn't always, it right. was just sometimes, you know? Mm-hmm. And I mean, a good example, well, I'll get into that example later because it's a little <laughs> bit, it's farther down the road. But, um, um, I realized that, you know, everybody's kind of got their own walk with God, their mm-hmm. own faith with God. If you're a Christian, um, really that means that, that, uh, you know, you have a relationship with God and what he wants from you is not all your, all your, you know, he doesn't want you to just walk around wearing Christian t-shirts mm-hmm. all the time and putting the Jesus sticker on the back of your right. car and, you know, telling everybody just nonstop about him. I mean, that, I mean, not that those are bad things, right. but that's not what it means to be a Christian. Mm-hmm. Being a Christian means you have a relationship with God. Mm-hmm. And when I discovered, I, you know, I knew all the popular verses. Right. <laughs> um, and when I, when I went back and I reread this verse um, and I heard it, everything just kind of clicked. And it was like, this is what I've been missing. Mm-hmm. Um, Matthew twenty two thirty seven 37 through 40, very famous, you know, passage in the Bible. Uh, Pharisees are trying to trap Jesus. And um, uh, they ask him what the greatest commandment is. And he replies, you must love the Lord, your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. The second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commands. Mm -hmm. And that's where everything just came together for me and was like, it's all about your heart. Mm -hmm. If you love God and you love people, all the other things that you're supposed to do as a Christian are just going to come naturally. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I was so worried about being this perfect Christian and, you know, giving off this perfect example right. and stuff growing up that I missed the whole fact that if I just follow God and loved people that everything else would. Mm-hmm. That's the best example there is. Fall into place. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that just really changed my, my perspective, mm-hmm. you know, of everything. And I realized that, I mean, you look at, oh, here's an example. I was trying to think of a good example. <laughs> um, so, you know, you look at all the different denominations of Christianity, right? Mm-hmm. And really when it all comes down to it, it's just a different, the way different people worship God, the way they mm-hmm. interpret different parts of the Bible, things like that. But when it comes down to it, they have the same core belief that, mm-hmm. you know, 
we're sinners. We're separated from God. Right. Jesus took that punishment for us. He rose from the dead and conquered, you know, death mm-hmm. and conquered sin. And we choose to accept God and follow God and ask God to forgive us. That's the core, mm-hmm. the gospel. That's the gospel. Yep. And as long as they believe that and this verse right here, mm-hmm. love God, love people, then that's all that matters. Everything mm-hmm. else is just kind of, you know, God may speak to you a little different in an area than he speaks to me. Mm -hmm, You may feel one way on a topic that I feel a little different on another. Mm -hmm. But as long as these core values are there, that's what matters. Mm -hmm. So that helped me be less critical in church (laughs) and and more open to Mm -hmm. just hearing different uh, styles of preaching and different sermons. We actually started going to church after we got married um, that... uh, that was uh, closer to our house, and um, it's what we needed. It was a church where the pastor was really um, philosophical mm-hmm. or theological. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he was he really thought things out, and he did a great job just kind of explaining the context of the Bible and the different uh, actual translations for the different words and whatnot so that you could kind of piece together passages on your own mm-hmm. rather than him being up there just telling you what they were. Right. He gave you all the tools so that you could really listen to it mm-hmm. and let God tell you what it meant, you right. know? And it was, it was, I still listen to his sermons online mm-hmm. um, because he's, I mean, it, and I haven't found a preaching style that's like that right. from anywhere else. I mean, not that I don't like other preaching styles, right. but I le- I get a lot out of his sermons. Right. So I still listen to him online. Um, and I listen to a lot of other pastors mm-hmm. online. I know I mentioned in my intro that there were, you know, a different, having the ability to listen to podcasts, there were a lot of resources out mm-hmm. there. And um, my story continues where I'm constantly learning more and right. trying to figure it out on my own mm-hmm. more. And part of that is finding different pastors. I mean, almost every church mm-hmm. is on iTunes now. Yeah. So you can find them on a same way you're listening to this on mm-hmm. iTunes or your podcast app or even just online going to their website. And I, I find different ones all over the place that I like. Mm-hmm. And um, and then the Bible Project, I don't know if you've heard of that, but that is an amazing resource. If you have never been to the BibleProject.org, you need to go today. <laughs> uh, there is video after video after video. Um, he breaks down the whole Bible from oh, beginning wow. to end and just lays out the complete story from Genesis to Revelations and um, puts it in like eight-minute videos where oh, wow. it's like a whiteboard-style drawing, uh-huh. but it's done on a scroll. <laughs> right. But it's that same style, and oh, okay. it is incredible. I mean, you can go through the whole Bible and like – Things like five or six hours. So, I mean, oh, wow. probably not what you're going to do on a Saturday right. or Sunday. But, you know, <laughs> um, you could watch a few here and there. And, yeah. and I've gone through them all. And it's, uh, I mean, gives you just such a clear perspective yeah. of what the actual story of the Bible is. And then that awesome. same pastor has a, a podcast called um, the oh, My Strange Bible, which mm-hmm. is fairly new. But it's his last, like, 10 years of teachings and, um, and sermons mm-hmm. where he just again, just gets more into letting you decipher the Bible on your Mm -hmm. own and try to figure out, you know, the context of what everything is. Right. So, I mean, that, that really led me, this whole story led me to that. where I just can't get enough trying to learn this stuff on my own. Yeah. You know, no, that's awesome. Um, I, um, see, where was I? I had it in my notes. Um, going back to 
like the beginning of your story. I thought it was really cool that your parents wanted you to answer those questions in uh-huh. order for them to, you know, tell you that you can get baptized. I think that's awesome. Yeah. Because um, obviously it means so much more when you can explain why you want to do this. Yeah. Um, and so I'm sure that that you've taken that into your parenting now with your kids and how you yeah. raise them and, and tell them everything. Um, I didn't even know that like infant baptism wasn't a thing until I started coming here. Cause Justin growing up Catholic yeah. got baptized as a baby. Um, my dad is Mexican. He got baptized as a baby. So I don't know. I just thought that was like the standard thing. And then I came here and it was like, yeah, no, like they need to decide on their own. And I was like, okay. Yeah. Um, on that note, um, my parents, um, like I'll brag about them all day long. They yeah. are great. And they, um, they even told I mean, they led by example. Everything mm-hmm. they did was by example. There was not much, I mean, they had, they put their foot down, obviously, right. in times <laughs> they need to, otherwise they wouldn't be good parents, but right. they led by example for the most part. And I remember even them telling me um, at one point when I was old enough to stay home that if I didn't want to go to church anymore, I didn't have to, like mm-hmm. nobody was forcing me to go. Right. They wanted it to be a decision that I made. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that was after I was baptized and everything, mm-hmm. but uh, I mean, they probably knew I was too, I had too much fun at church. I had a lot of friends there, right. <laughs> but I mean, if they just, they never forced that on me. And I, mm-hmm. I see that happen in the church too much. Mm-hmm. I think too many parents try to force God on their kids. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've seen it go really, really bad. Mm-hmm. Um, where, I mean, I told you I experienced a little bit of freedom, um, but the kids that actually live a super sheltered life, when they experience that freedom, they take it the exact opposite way. So, and it's tough as a parent. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You look at your kids and you're like, Hey, I want, you know, Mm -hmm. I want, this is a big deal, Mm -hmm. but you can't force it on them. Right. That reminds me. Um, have you ever been on the right now media? Yes. Yeah. So, um, so the Galatians study by Kyle Eidelman, that Uh study is awesome. And they're just quick, like eight to 10 minute long videos. But in one of the videos, he had talked about how somebody came up to him, um, and their, their daughter was like 19 or 20, I think. And, and, uh, grew up in church, uh, you know, grew up doing every, everything right. Um, and then all of a sudden, as soon as she graduated and was out on her own, completely left the church, became an atheist, like did all these other things. And, and he's like, I was waiting for this guy to tell me, you know, or ask me like, gosh, like, what did we do wrong? Like, where did we go wrong with raising her and everything? And he's like, but he told me our problem was that we, we raised her in church, but we didn't raise her in Christ. Oh yeah. And that just hit me like so powerful, like to how I want to like raise my kids. And I'm sure you with your kids, you know, like, like it's a relationship. It's not, it's not a ritual on what you do. It's not repetitive. It's not, it's not a set of rules, you know, like wearing Christian t-shirts, (laughs) t-shirts and listening to the music and stuff. It's, it's your relationship. It's your convictions. It's the Holy spirit walking with you and guiding with you. Yeah. And so I just, I just think that's so cool. And I think it's so powerful in your story that, one, it was God that told you why it hurt so bad. Yeah. And two, I think it was powerful because so many people relate to that because so yeah. many people get hurt in the church. Um, you know, people would expect them to be basically like the model of Jesus, you know? Yeah. Um, and um, I think with it being God that told you why it hurts so bad and not because like sometimes you could like listen to a sermon or read a book or something and it'll hit you and be like, oh my gosh, like that's what I do. Like, this is where I'm going wrong. But I think because it was God that, like, that had to come from God. Yeah. Otherwise, that would have defeated the purpose of your whole lesson. Yeah. You know, if it came from another person. Right. So, I, I don't know. I just thought that was really cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, your scripture at the end. Like, don't you love, like, a scripture that you've read so many times and then all yeah. of a sudden one day it's just, like, like neon lights, like, jumping out at you on your page? Yeah. I love that feeling. <laughs> yeah. 
I actually had a little bit of that this morning in there. Yeah. Because the, um, the, uh, the second part of my testimony is I, I'll share that eventually. That's more recent. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, within the last couple of months, uh, I had an, I guess, a, an epiphany. No, mm-hmm. <laughs> no like God got my attention and I, and I took a leap of faith and it was, it's incredible what happened after that. But, um, listening part of that deals with money and Mm -hmm. me being so focused on trying to provide for my family Mm -hmm. um all the time and losing control or losing focus on what was important Mm -hmm. and when he you know for those of you that didn't haven't listened to the sermon yet uh from this morning he talked about um you know giving to when the pharisees asked jesus if they should pay taxes and he said to give to caesar's um what is caesar's because his picture Mm -hmm. was on the you know or yeah who's uh, images on the coin, mm-hmm. you know, and they said Caesar's and he said, give to Caesar's what is Caesar's. What hit me when I listened to that was like, I've never realized that right there, like money is of this world. It's mm-hmm. a worldly thing, you know? And mm-hmm. I mean, we know that, but it like, it's right. I've never picked that out of the scripture right. before, you know? Yeah. And I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just fun when you see stuff like that. Oh, and, he, yeah. and the pastor was talking about even how he, you know, with, with them trying to kind of, um, give him that compliment before yeah the flattery, uh, you know, the flattery yeah. yeah um i mean when i was in sales that's one of the sales techniques right. that you do like yeah. you, you know <laughs> you kind of you give him a compliment and you tell him oh i noticed that you know mm-hmm. you're you're smart with this or you're that and you right. know and it gets him to like he said drop their guard mm-hmm. um and it's he he noticed that this mm-hmm. first time he's noticed that they and it's oh, yeah. that was cool so it's funny just those those just those little nuggets yeah of truth and it's just like just changes like your whole perspective and yeah. I think, I don't know. It's cool. Anyway. Well, um, I think that's, that's it. I, mean, I know we've got Justin. I know when I talked to him, he was, he said, uh, probably next week he would do his. Yeah. So, um, just make sure, I'll, you know, we'll probably yeah. hear his next week. And then I know, you know, you said you had a friend that was interested maybe yeah. in giving yeah, hers. And then I was approached by someone in the church as well today that wants to share there. So, um, we'll just keep it coming and, uh, I'm going to get this more on the announcements and stuff this week. I yeah. didn't make a slide for it or make sure it was in the video announcements or in the bulletin, but I'm going to make sure this week. So, um, yeah, if you guys want to share your testimony, uh, we'd love to hear it and let people, um, you know, know your story. Uh, just reach out to me at Valley Christian fellowship at yahoo.com or, um, you can just, you know, catch me at church. So until then, we just have a All good right. week. Bye guys. <laughs>